back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I am your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, everybody. And today we're doing a review on Psycho, the 1960s version of it. Yeah, the real one. Mm. Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. the guy who set the pace for many mm. producer-directors to come. A lot of people have copied him over the years, but never have actually matched him. Mm. And now I'm, 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 I'm not saying there's not a lot of good people out there. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but the point and is he started it. Yeah, incidentally, mm. guys, uh, I got to admit that when we were doing this, when I was working on, on the field, the research today, um, I must admit that while researching, it feels like we've been writing a whole book about it with all the research we've gathered oh, for this one. Yeah. So it's, if it's going to be a, um, a very long, long podcast today... Well, well, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, Michael, let me know. Tell us if you're getting a bit bored. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give her a thump if she's talking too much. <laughs> nah. No, there is a lot of information. There's more, so some of it's about the movie. Well, okay, we're doing a podcast about the movie, but there's a bit, bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, a bit about, bit about Hitchcock himself and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah things like that. So, yeah, yeah. hope, hope. Hopefully you find it as interesting as we do. Yeah, and if you guys have, a, have or have not ever seen this movie, I advise, please go to this movie, please. You don't go to it, you have to get a copy of it. Yeah, you get a copy of it. Purchase a copy thereof or go to your local video hire place and see if yeah, you're going to hire a copy. I know how much I, I may lead you guys on by saying this at the end of each podcast, but I should, I should say this more often at the beginning. Be sure to yeah. watch it before you listen to this podcast. Yeah. It's just like every, every, a lot of these old movies, I mean, people forget about them. I mean, I'm not knocking the younger generation because they watch the new product. They don't know these movies exist. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the old movies, you go, I mean, I've got movies going back to the at least over 100 years old, old silent movies, and I enjoy watching them as much as I enjoy watching new movies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff out there, folks. Mm-hmm. Now, what are we going to do now? Let's introduce the um, cast and the crew or, and stuff. Well, I'm not going to tell you everybody, mm-hmm. but the main ones have to be, drumroll please, Anthony Perkins. Now, he plays the male lead, mm-hmm. uh, for want of a better expression, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know how to describe Anthony. He's been in movies before this. Uh, he's been in movies after this. Um, I would say this would have to be his best mm. um, interpretation of a character. Mm-hmm. Good point. He's brilliant at it. He has you thinking he is really who he is. He's mm. not Norman Bates. He's, I mean, he's not Anthony Perkins. He is really Norman Bates. Old creepo. Anyway, he's the main one. Now, unfortunately, Janet Lee plays the lead female role. But they kill her off after, what, how many, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? I think about 40 or 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 or 40 minutes, yeah. They kill her off. I mean, but that's obviously the, the uh, base of the story. She is going to get killed off because she is the lead female yeah, who has to be killed. Well, I mm. talked about this in my other podcast about um, how many minutes it takes for the actual killings to proceed. This one uh, can make an exception because the music draws you in and starts... Yeah, I mean, ex- me, me, me. 
Yeah, yeah start giving you anticipation, <laughs> waiting to the right moment when something is going to be sinister going to be happening. I must admit, yeah. I mean, before the actual sinister yeah, murder know. bit, but the music where she's in the car, she's driving along, she's yeah, and she just, just the basic. I mean, and actually, if you have a look at this, this is really what we're talking about. The art, the um, it, it's an early. Not, one, not early, it's a late version of film noir style mm. of movie making too. Yeah. It has got that basic black and white. He went back to black and white when coal's been done because to keep the budget down mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. you can do so much more black and white for these sorts of things yeah. back in those Instant, days. Incidentally, yeah. guys, I should mention that this, mov- this movie, um, Paramount, Mount mm. Pictures, didn't exactly weren't jumping for joy for this one. They or? didn't want to finance it. Yeah, so Hitchcock ended up using his own money yeah, to finance it. And those despite the um, movie Hitchcock that came out in year 2012, he didn't use the money to, he didn't mortgage his ha- remortgage his house to pay for the lot. So just so you guys know, in case you get confused, just so you know. So he just um, put, used money he, he set money. aside for he, it. He, he, he raised his own funds or either out of his bank account or got a loan or something, but what happened is he did finance it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a deal there. Uh, he get what, a percentage of the take? Or yeah, percentage, percentage of the take. Yeah, something, uh, a 60, 60%, 60%. I think it was, let me see. Hmm. Yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah so, uh, ownership of the negative or something or other. Mm-hmm. He had some deals set up so the, the uh, Paramount Studios wouldn't feel like they were going to be putting dead money on the table. And they accepted his deal. And I think the movie has made about 800000 made about $15 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Boy, were they wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, the last laugh's on him, them. Them. <laughs> <laughs> it is to laugh. <laughs> yeah, so, how, so who else is stars in this movie? Oh, I'm not going to go for everybody. They're the, they're the two main. Uh, Vera Miles, she plays... Um, uh, Janet Lee's uh, sister. Sister. Mm-hmm. So she goes looking for um, well, Janet Lee's character is Marion Crane. Mm-hmm. Um, she she goes looking for Marion mm-hmm. after she disappears after stealing about forty thousand uh, dollars <laughs> from her employer's um, <laughs> custody, and uh, mm-hmm. he's a real estate agent. Yeah, uh, and that was so the, the made to buy a house. That's yeah. a lot of money back in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, back I in no the doubt, 60s. Mike. So what's uh, our final lead in this movie? If, minute, if you can call it a lead. One. John Gavin, he played the other male lead, well, second lead, whatever, who helps Vera Miles, this mm. character, yeah. uh, Lila Crane, yeah. look for the uh, missing Marion Crane. Yeah, incidentally, mm. um, um, as a co-star, um, Pat Hitchcock, um, oh, yes, that yes, would yes. be um, Alfred Hitchcock's daughter. daughter. Yes, he she stars in this, but as a small, small, yes, he small plays small um, a bit role in the beginning, playing yeah. Marion Crane's uh, a friend, uh, I, think, I think, fellow employee. Yeah. No, not friend, fellow employee. They they're both secretaries in the real estate firm. Yeah, and but wait a minute. Ah, now Albert Hitchcock always made a cameo appearance in movies. Mm-hmm. Now, if people don't know about him, uh, Alfred, he'd always get in there mm. just for a couple of seconds. Now, in this movie, 
at the beginning, I think when Marion Crane is walking into the office, there's a man in a cowboy hat looking through the window of the real estate agency, and that is Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Ah, ha. Ha. <laughs> yeah, so Pat, um, his daughter, she's been in this movie and Strange on a Train, I think. That was another Hitchcock one. Oh, and all she's in been, the family, folks. And she's been in um, Alfred Hitchcock's, um, you know, those TV shows that he did oh, years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, he did uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Presents or something rather. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he did. He some, did a few episodes, yeah, a few um, appearances in that. Those yeah, ones. Yeah, he did a couple of season, a season or two of that. They were half-hour shows or something, and they were really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they weren't the same as the movie, but they still had the master's touch. Yes, true. Mm. So anyway, um, should we dive into the movie itself? Oh, splash! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the story it takes off where. Um, where Marion Crane is just hanging out with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis. Um, bear in mind, guys, Samuel Loomis is the same name from for our lead, other lead character, another character in Halloween, who is also named Samuel Loomis too. Interesting, hey. Mm. Mm. No yeah. imagination, folks. Can't figure out original names. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was an inspiration, especially when Jamie Lee Curtis was in Halloween, which is um, Janet Lee's daughter. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm. Mm, very interesting information. Keep well, that in mind, guys. Spooky, isn't it, folks? Yeah, it is spooky. And anyway, carry on. Anyway, so um, they just um, had a bit of Rumpty Dumpty. Oh, not wrong. <laughs> and, and actually, that opening shot there, though, in the bedroom of the motel, and for that period of time, the way they were in bed together, even... Even though they weren't totally naked, that was pretty hardcore stuff back in those days. Yeah. Remind us, 1960? 1960. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. things were different back yeah, then. Yeah, back <laughs> then, censors, they would censor a lot of things. Like, if so much as a person in bed together with another person, they would either f- um, not shoot it or don't bother to show it or anything like that. Well, that's very true. I mean, and often I'd show a husband and wife in two single beds in the bedroom. Mm-hmm, true. Uh, back yeah. in those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Really weird crap. You know? Yeah, they had a lot of rules, but over the years, the rules have either broken or moved. Well, they've been bent. Bent. People, people have been, uh, well, the censorship guys have gone a little bit easier, saying, well, real people do that. So as long as it's not pornography, they're usually happy. Mm-hmm, yeah, true. So, yeah. so anyway, um, Samuel... Sam Loomis is going to be heading off back to wherever he came from. He's yeah, a couple, of, a couple yeah. Of states away. Yeah, mm. and he's running. He has his own problems where he's um he has to pay off his father's debts. He has to pay off his alimony to his ex-wife. Ex-wife. Hey, there's one thing about me. Good-looking babe like this. Why is she hanging around with damaged goods? I don't know. I might be a good-looking fellow. Yeah. He got no money. He's living in the in the back of a hardware store, paying off debts for his, his father, paying off alimony. Not much for the future here. Yeah, and not to mention, um, I took the liberty of writing, reading the book recently, um, a while back. Robert Block wrote the book. Yeah, and it's pretty mm. interesting. And Mike was just asking me the other day, how did she and Mumus met? And I told yeah, him that's not in the movie. they met on a cruise, which was never mentioned in the movie, but it was an interesting fact that they, that how they got started in their relationship. Another shipboard romance, folks. Uh, <laughs> yes. The love boat. Okay. 
Yes. So, anyway, um, Marion Crane says she'll try to help her boyfriend try to get the money in order to get them engaged. Yeah, and stuff. Well, not that she said that, but she was prepared to do she anything. She was prepared to do anything. She said, I'll go, I'll go live in the back of the hardware store and I'll do this and I'll, 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 I'll yeah. live in... Yeah. In poverty Poverty's. with you because I love you so much. Oh, what yeah. a load of rubbish. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. then... When you have prob- kids running around yeah. the hardware store. And they're like, yes, so anyway. She, so the f- same day, she goes off to work and, of course, we meet Patty, who's playing one of the other roles as a secretary too with her. Yep. And as they were working, um, her boss walks in and he has this wealthy... Um, um, person, you know, person, a pers- cops, customer. A rich guy who's buying a block of dirt for his little girl who's getting married. Yes. Ta-da. Yes, and he has like forty. Forty thousand dollars. Now, 40, back, this, remember, this is back in nineteen sixty. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and right? that's probably about, what four hundred thousand today or something rather. Yeah. And Mike, didn't you say earlier to me yesterday when we were watching the movie that it didn't look like forty thousand? Yeah, the wad of money didn't look like forty thousand. To me, it looked like more like twenty thousand, but yeah, that's just funny. schematics, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just didn't look. Yeah. It should have been fatter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. her boss asks her to take the money into the to the bank to yeah, put deposit. Yeah, put a safe deposit box overnight. Oh, no, it's a Friday night, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah until Monday morning. Until so, Monday yeah. morning. So she was mm. keeping it overnight. Then they then they'd do the banking for it later. He just didn't want it in the office yeah, over the so weekend. She mm. ends up going safely. Yeah. Safe so weekend. she ends up uh, leaving early from work. Very suspicious. She said, I have got a headache, boss. I want to go home. Yes. So shame, shame, shame. shame. So she gets um, all her stuff together. The money is already in a small envelope or envelopes. And she um, gets gets into her car and drives away. And along the way, she, she, her dad, her boss sees her driving away. And she's supposed to be home with a headache. Uh Oh. Yeah, he's probably thinking that. And all through this drive, we hear a lot of um, her thoughts of the conversations probably going on between her and her, 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 his client, and other conversations like her and Sam talking about it. Look what I got! I found this money on the on the way here. (laughs) Oh, listen, she's lucky. (laughs) Yeah, and they probably end up if they if they proceeded with their plan, they could have ended up becoming fugitives. Yeah. And not living a life of what oh. she expected. <laughs> no, if, the, if things she, went. She the way. didn't really think about prodigy. No, she didn't. You're typical blonde. Yeah, no, and I say that. along the way, it's she gets um, oh. she kind of sleeps on the highway, and a police car drives well, up in, in a car yes. on the highway. And you know how police <laughs> get when they see some person sleeping in a car, leaving. Uh, well. Especially good-looking blonde. Yes, so she's like. Her, well, if you've seen the movie, you'll see that her eyes are, like, wide. Like, she's, her, she could tell right away that something is up if you're a policeman. Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the cop, um, he, he looks sinister to me, you know. He'd scare, he'd scare me too, yeah, and I'm well, a man. He, he, was, well, he was wearing glasses, <laughs> and he didn't... Yeah, but his he face, he almost looked like Lurch, yeah, the Adams family, you know. He yeah, was he really be. had a... <laughs> he did! <laughs> I mean, crikey, I wake up dead, see, see his, his face looming in at me, and oh, yeah, I'll be off, I'll, I'll see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and questions, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she gives him, um, shows him her license, said that she was, there was no law against her sleeping in her car, not that I'm aware of either. 
Maybe there is a war. Well, so not safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what the policeman, well, the sheriff or patrolman, implied. It wasn't a safe idea. You know, yeah, yeah, so she drives off. She sees the car, his car r- driving behind her, and she thinks, oh, my gosh, she's on to me <laughs> or something. But he soon drives off in one of the exits, eventually. Yeah, he wasn't quite following her. But, and that's interesting. Mm. She's driving down the road. He takes an exit and goes somewhere else. Hmm. A few minutes later, she has a car dealership hmm. and he's driving past. Hmm. Hello. Where's the continuity, guys? Where someone's made a mistake. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting... Well, how could he be there if he went off on a different road? Good point. But it makes for an interesting twist. But I think it was an interesting twist. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leading up to her thinking if he's comes near me he'll probably be asking more questions about why i'm here and stuff like that yeah. or something like that anyway anyway she <laughs> buys a car with the pet with the um some of the that you know th- some of the money yeah but she bought seven hundred dollars yeah she came from phoenix arizona yes and she was going to some place in um um uh Bakersfield, I believe, in California. I think Bakersfield. <laughs> and uh, that's where she's heading, but she thought, well, to stop people, or people think being suspicious, police picking her up, mm-hmm. she wanted to trade a car in off local plates. I think that's the reason why she bought that's, the car. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so she changes her car over to get for, the, for another car. She gets in and drives away. The policeman we don't see again, or so we are unaware of. Well, not in the movie. Yeah, and she continue. We continue down the road, and and all the time, Marion Crane he, keeps keeps thinking about any conversations that the policeman and the um drive the um car salesman might be thinking. Thinking it's strange that a woman just would just come around, buy a car without t- checking it, and yeah, just and go, high pressures the salesman. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, without the usual routine. Didn't even take it for test drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, so she does this and she um, continues driving down the road and having more conversations like maybe her boss um, finally picking up that that she was stole the money and is going to pop off of it. <laughs> well. With, uh, yeah, well. Anyway, this is still the weekend. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, not Monday yet. <laughs> funny. Uh-huh. Well, it's not. See, they gave mm-hmm. Phoenix... Arizona over to Bakersfield in California, so over one or two days. Yeah, no, but he probably was just... So Saturday. Yeah, so anyway, um, we s- after a few more conversations in our brain or something, and the spooky music continues uh, to... voices in her head. And the music continues to, to um, sh- shift the mood here and there. Um, mm. She soon arrives at the hotel, and... You know, and, and meets, meets Norman. Norman. And he seems like a nice oh, yeah. um, boy next door now, type. Now, uh, you know how he eats how innocent? He's often eating candy corn. Now, I don't know. I believe it's just something like lollies. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. It's something in America. I think it's lollies. Uh, it's lollies, like, yeah, like small candy uh, things. And now, that wasn't part of his character. Norman Bates's character didn't do that. Anthony Perkins liked eating candy corn. Ah, so he, would, he he made the part his own, being natural. I'll eat candy corn, so <laughs> Norman basically candy corn. Oh, clever. So he bought his own, own personal habits. Well, he bought his own personal habits on board. Oh, as that's well. clever. And I think Marion Crane, I mean, I mean um, what's the name? 
Um, Janet Lee. Janet, Janet Lee. <laughs> and yeah, I got the crawls there. Janet Lee and Anthony Perkins. Uh, they um, were allowed to what, interpret the roles their own way. Mm. Uh, so they could bring their own personality into it to make it more real. Believable, yes. Yeah, and they did. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Um, at, back to the story. He back shows her to um, her room, room one, in order to, so she can be more close to the office in case she needed anything. Exactly, what a kind man. Yeah, and he offers to give her a bit of some some sandwiches because she's probably hungry and a little yeah, tired. Yeah, it was late at night, it was raining. And, yeah. And he, he is gracious host. Very uh, nice. So I guess what... It's probably cheese sandwiches, you know that? Yeah. Because that shows up in other shows that he, his mother used to make him cheese sandwiches a lot when he was sick in bed and he always had this thing about cheese sandwiches. So, so I reckon it must have been a cheese sandwich. Uh, I'll take your word for it, Mike. And I like cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't see Mike without a cheese sandwich in his hands. <laughs> Trust me, Especially audience. tasty cheese. You know, <laughs> the, ch- the cheddar's a bit lame without tomato and onion and stuff. But yeah, well, yeah. maybe yeah. Um, Bates is probably feels the same way, too. You betcha. <laughs> yes. Anyway, So, on. anyway, um, as, I eat, as she's eating, because he's not hungry, I think, um, we well, actually, before she, we get to that, um, Norman has an, a heated argument with his mum. Yes, that's he goes up, the house is just behind the motel. Yeah, yeah, it's very sinister. And if you watch um, the trailer from the original trailer from Hitchcock, you see that he describes it as a very dark um, um, place compared to the motel that looks very nice and calm. Nice and light. Yes, yeah. a bit of a mixture of dark and light. You know, in this sort of this thing. This is a film noir sort of stuff. Thing goes with darker yeah. lights and stuff. And he describes it that um, it's a not it's a nice place. The ho- the um the motel. It's not nothing grisly about it, or so it's made appear. It looks very to the nice. I wouldn't stay there. It's not my type. I go I go five star. But you know. Yes. So anyway, um, so his mother yells at him, saying, "You know, all nasty things. I won't say them out loud on yes, this yes, podcast." Yes. Exactly right. Yes. But you have to watch a movie. Yeah. So anyway, he comes back, offers her some sandwiches, and offers to eat it, have her eat them in his parlour. Which is behind the office area, the mm. little sitting room at the back of the office. Yeah. Yes, and he they discuss and how talk about traps and and, and things and things yeah. like dealing with his mother and having and going in private islands. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Exactly. Actually, one thing. That was a very good scene because it. Uh, I think the way I interpret it, and I think um, a lot of people would, it made people feel sorry for Norman Bates. Mm. This poor guy, he's staying, he's running a motel, mm. he's broke, he's got a sickly mother, and yeah, blah, 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 blah all blah, the above. Blah. And she's starting to feel sorry for Norman in mm. some ways, and then realise that he's, got, he's put himself in a bit of trap there. But she's putting herself in a trap by stealing the money. Yeah, and and this is starting her train of thought for a bit. Yeah, out she starts mm-hmm. to rethink her plan her of, actions. of mm. taking the money in the first place and thinking of going home and thinking of going back home and trying to um, try to give it back to the, the rightful owners or yeah, whatever. Yeah, instead of making herself look like incriminated, right then. Yeah, and be there at work on Monday morning. These are forty thou. Yeah, sorry for stealing it, but I may have well, spent it on a car. Well, they would She brought it back to work. See what they would not have known. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> however, she doesn't go back to work. 
Yes. Well, we'll get to that well, part. No, we, that's the next scene. <laughs> so Norman says um, he'll um, see her in the morning with, a, with some breakfast. And we watch um, Marion leave and go back to her room. Next door. And she's trying to organize uh, figures, to, trying to work out how she's going to pay back the, the rest of the money and stuff like that. That's easy. Yes. But she tears it up and puts it in the toilet bowl. I mean, toilet. Which is another thing in this movie. This is the first time they shot a movie with a toilet in a scene. Yeah, up until this time, it was unheard of to show a toilet, especially an open toilet. Yes. With bits of stuff, paper, not other things, uh, floating around in it and flushing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you wouldn't flush it. No. So the, the censorship board was really weird back in those days. Yeah. yeah, well, they had their reasons. They probably thought... Um, Do we ruin a shower toilet? Yeah, yeah, well, it's relevant to the storyline. Yeah, mean, if this was an ordinary police <laughs> mystery movie, you the police would ne- necessarily search everywhere, even the toilet. Yeah, and, the little bit, and it's quite interesting, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the first time... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a major sex scene, or sex implication scene at the beginning, and a shower, uh, or this, this scene of the toilet, and the next scene, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, um, she then ducks into the, t- to the bathroom, which is another scene where, where they didn't, weren't sure about the shower scene so much. Well, <laughs> so. I don't know if they're sure about it, but they, they yeah. knew they were going to do it. Yeah, true, I don't true. think the production guys, though, they... Um, no, they were... The censors still the censor guy gave, gave it a, a, um, a, a lopsided look. Shower. What do you expect to have an evening dress on in the shower? Mm. Hello. Yes. <laughs> so she gets in, and we see it from different angles where it doesn't sound look like inappropriate. Now, actually, I, I, I had some notes here, but I won't go on. They did something like... Oh, for about a 45-second take... Oh yeah, scene. They did something like, oh, how much? They did so many. A second here, a second there. They did something like forty different angles and pasted them all together. Mm. So you saw a nice flashing around, and you saw the skin. You didn't see anything naked boobs or anything. You saw nothing rude. Everything was implied, and that was would have been really yeah. hard to put together. Yeah, just so you guys know, when they were filming this scene, they had to postpone it a couple of times because Janet Lee was either having a cold or, or her period. Or that time of the month, ladies. So mm-hmm. they had to postpone it for those, because they don't want yeah, to make a mess. They were being nice to her. She was a leading lady mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so anyway, she, um, the murder is done. She lands flat on the ground and stuff like that. Oh, wait a minute. Well, the, the blood... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah. Oh, I'm forgetting this guy, The special gentleman. effects part here. The special effects... For this, the blood coming down her legs and whatever down the drain was actually some sort of chocolate syrup. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah chocolate syrup. Yeah, yeah like it was, according to the, the um, guys, they said it was, um, let me see, I'll, 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 I'll just get to that note. Let me see. Yes, you got lots of notes here. Yes, I kind of written a, lo- a, dos, a huge story here. Yeah. So let me see. Ah, here it is. Um, let me see. The blood in the shower scene is actually chocolate syrup, which... Shows up better on black and white films yeah, and that's, has that's more darker. realistic yeah. um, density than stage blood. Yeah, stage blood's a bit on the thin side and the water might be a bit, a bit too wishy-washy. Mm. So, yeah, the uh, the flavouring being a sugar base, mm-hmm. 
probably went a lot better. Mm. So we're kind of um, they did a good job by using scared the crap blood. out of me. Chocolate blood. <laughs> so anyway, um, we hear Norman Bates yelling, "Oh mother, Whoa, you blood, 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 blood. And we and of course he runs into a Marion Crane's um, room and sees her dead body, and he starts trying to plan out his uh, to. You know, well, c- he, cover up the murder. Because he, he wants to protect his mother like any doting son would. Yes. He did. He's looking after his mummy. Yes. Ah, oh, mm. they're lovely. So anyway, he ta- he gets a um, mop and a bucket and, and stuff and and some plastic sheets and starts cleaning up the body and the blood on the walls. I mean, blood on the um the um, shower and everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. It was he, a mess. Yeah, and just so you guys know what happened to the money, it was wrapped inside a newspaper so and to he avoid didn't even know it was there. detection. Yeah. yeah, so... And he picked uh, up and threw it in the car with the dead body and stuff. Yeah, without even a second glance, yeah. whatever. Mm. So anyway, he drives the car out ran, to huh? the um, swamp and the he sinks, sinks the, the whole car and Marion and all the evidence. Yeah, not yes. bad, hey? Yes, and for a minute... Your own personal swamp. Yeah, there you go, folks. For, yeah, every half every home just have one. Mike, shut well, up. Well, <laughs> so anyway, um, while the, he was sinking, the, just halfway through sinking, it kind of stopped sinking. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. And then, but somehow eventually did sink Must eventually. Must or something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so um, all evidence of Marion Crane and her existence uh, ceased. Obliterated. Obliterated there. Oh. So we fade out and fade in onto um, Lila Crane arriving at um, Sam's um, hardware store. She wanted to buy some nails, did she? No. <laughs> yes, no. some of So anyway, she comes up to Sam and says, accuse him of gosh knows what and not giving him a, and trying not to explain the whole what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then uh, mm. while they're talking, this uh, mm. private detective, Mr. Arborgast. Arborgast. <laughs> so comes there and he starts to stick his beak in as well. Yeah, and fingering both. Um, oh, yeah, this is a week later. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah. they were both fingering Sam for maybe hiding uh, Marion Crane or or something. Mm-hmm. But he said he's just as much in the dark as they are. <laughs> so he goes out and he starts searching hotels, motels, inns, whatever. To oh, find out oh, if she's yeah. been li- staying in the area without contacting Sam yeah, just and, yet. And lastly, but not leastly, he comes to along the Bates Motel. Bates Motel, which is just out of town, a tad. It used yes. to be on the old main road. Yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah. first of, first that first, Norman Bates denies that she was there, but then he says he does recognize oh, her. Oh, vaguely. Like photo, a good picture of her, yeah. He describes that then. she just um, had a. She stayed the night and she then left the the following morning to go back to where she came from or whatever yeah he didn't yeah well he, she didn't tell him where she was going to or mm. going from well she said something that she was going to go head back to get herself out of yeah, trouble did, but didn't say where she was going mm. I don't think she mentioned it in, in the dialogue so mm. he wouldn't know where she was coming from or going to yeah, yeah. anyway um, anyway she's so going back home yes yeah, so mm-hmm. um the police, um, he tries to even try to trick Norman in some of the scenes, like asking him, have you spent the night with her? Did you um, sleep with her? Stuff like that. And, of course, Norman was a bit shocked at oh, these rude. questions. Who wouldn't be? A nice be? boy like that. <laughs> so. But then again, uh, most, uh, of the, most of the stuff he mentions were a bit like where he says um, that 
about not phoning anyone, no, not having any visitors, and not doing anything. Yeah, anything how did Nathan make any phone calls if did you didn't sleep with her all night? Yes, true. Ah, 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 we didn't sleep with her anyway. Yeah, you know. Yes. So anyway, um, Arbogast leaves and he phones um, at a phone booth, I think. Yeah, yeah he went booth. to a phone booth. He, yeah. he phoned Lila. Yeah, yeah, he phones Lila and tells her what he's, he's discovered. And he heads back out to the hotel, motel and he goes up to the actual house. Looking to, for Norman's mother. Yeah, because he, he found out from Norman that his mother knew something, or so we think. <laughs> yes. He goes up to the, ho- the house. He goes inside. The place is not locked, just so you know, not, which is a bit strange when you think about it. And oh, look, I can't get a tenant. What might you think any self-respecting burglar will go there? Yes. So mm-hmm. um, he heads upstairs, and he gets attacked by someone dressed in, or someone that looks like his, like Norman Bates' mum. Yeah, and I'll burn the dress and... Yes, and, and, and he falls off. down the stairs... And probably breaks its back. And, well, he does, and, and then the and female goes in there and stabs in the chest yeah, and stuff. Yeah, several eight times. I don't. I haven't kept track. And I think he gets parked in the swamp as well. Yeah, so mm. Lila and, and, and Sam are waiting by the phone or waiting in the hardware store for an ant, for anything. Haven't got any calls. And ah. so Sam goes out to the motel to find out what happened to Arbogast. Of course, the car that Ab- and Arbogast are gone. And he heads back at the, ho- the hardware store, and he go. They go talk to the sheriff's department or sheriff's house, right, Dan? Yeah. And where they um tell their find their findings to the sh- the sheriff, I think. They do. And he says that um, well, that it, there's no way it couldn't be Norman Bates' uh, mum there because she's dead been for dead years for ten years. years. Yeah. So. Huh. Uh huh. So it's a bit weird there. Mm. Yes. Anyway, he got a female up. Uh, he's a housekeeper. Yeah. Ah. Even his wife, when she they said uh, Mrs. Bates, his wife says, the sheriff's wife. I mean, says, oh, did Norman marry already? Yeah. Like, and mm. didn't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Even though Norman Bates, um, it's lives alone up there, like a hermit existence. I think that's what the sheriff said. Yeah, like a hermit. Mm-hmm. He keeps to himself, and uh, he's supposed to be a good boy. Keeps out of trouble. Yeah. Not. Not. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so ah. anyway, um, the sheriff phones him and says that the sheriff did came there. The, the said the uh, said the detective did came there, but he went away. And that was it. That was a bit odd to everyone, even though the sheriff is a bit naive. Well, the, the sheriff believed Norman because Norman is a local, and Norman's never been in trouble. So why wouldn't he believe Norman? Yeah, good point. Ah. So anyway, I think it's the next day. I think I'm not sure, but probably, probably. Anyway, um, they, they, um, Lila Crane, Lila Crane, and and Sam come up with a plan of their own to find out more by posing as husband and wife, and they go out to the hotel and that way. And it's a bit odd because they didn't have any luggage. Yeah, no luggage. Now you think like she would have come mm. from Phoenix to Vegas for you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she would have had an overnight bag at least. At least, um, at least so, a, something. Yeah, why didn't they have a bag? What did they in her car? 
Yeah, I think it was. His, I think it was his car. Ah, they should have. She couldn't have his yeah. car. I mean, her. And uh, yeah, take her back. It may look like it's a back up their story. You know, yeah, at least. But I think. I know they're going to go in the motel. And they're going to sleep naked. I don't know. Motel. I think I'm not. I'm not the. Didn't even have to- toothbrush. Hello. Yeah. yeah, so it's a little weird this scene because it doesn't it doesn't wash or whatever. Well, it didn't wash for me. Yes, yeah, so they come there, um, register as husband and wife, yada, 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 and Norman takes them to their room. I've got a funny question here. What? If Sam Loomis is a local who lives in Vegas, feels only 50 minutes drive away. Here it comes, guy. And Norman Bates is on the outskirts of Bakersfield. Yes. If Norman had to go into town to buy something from the hardware store... Yes. Wouldn't he have met the manager who works behind the counter? Mm, that's a good question. Ah. Ah. But then again, he's... <laughs> you guys say there's going to be more than one hardware store, aren't you? There could be one, more than one hardware store. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a small town. Well, same little town, yeah, exactly right. And mm. if you've been down to Australia, you see a lot of hardware stores here. Yeah, little, it's like in the olden days. You wouldn't have lots of, you wouldn't have Bunnings over there and, and so on over there and something. No, no. Uh, I guess you have a point. Yeah. I mean, my, I mean, not mentioning spa- locations or anything, but my sister does live, you know, in a, a not so busy, a real small environment. <laughs> yeah, you like it. You got, you got a bit here and a bit there, but he, he would actually. You would think have come across Sam somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, irrespective. Irrespective. <coughs> so they register there. They they get blah blah blah. And they, um, both Sam and Lila want to head into cabin one to find out if there's any evidence. So they head in there while Norman wasn't around, and they head into their bathroom, and they see a fragment of a what of, of a piece of paper of that has a few figures on it. That were written Something in, rather in taken away from forty thousand dollars. So they said, "Ah, she was here." Yeah, and they think that this has something to do with him, Norman, stealing, stealing the, the money, money and oh, killing oh. Marion Crane. But they can be not far off when you think about Close, that. Close, but missed by that much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, they decide to do another plan by getting Sam to talk. As much as possible to Norman, Norman. and and Lila yeah. would go up there and have a word to Mrs. Bates. Ooh. <laughs> Why don't you do witch boys? Scare us off. Yes. So anyway, um, while well, Sam's talking to Norman, doing all the chattering, um, Lila is going up to the mansion, and of course mansion? she. House. Well, house or it does look like a man. A little it's bit a carpenter gothic. Carpenter gothic. Carpenter gothic. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. It does look. Think nice. of the Adams family, you know. Yeah, monsters, well, yeah. pretty much. So they, she goes up there. Um, it's sort of a po- there's a few point of view shots in this scene, which is walking up the hill, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So sneak, 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 sneak. Yeah. So <laughs> she ends up going up to. Um, once she's inside, she goes up to um, the mother's bedroom, bedroom and she sees. Mother's not there. Yeah. Ah. Just incidentally, before they end up in that room, end up at the hotel, Norman had the um, speedy seat, speedy I'm not sure, to, well, well, far quickly, he um, removes her, her from her room to put her down the root cellar. I think, or the why, basement. Why, but why would he have done that, Sarah? I don't know. He's just, I mean, 
I think the sheriff came round there and to remove uh, all evidence of hers to avoid detection or anything like that. So anyway, as I was saying, she's Leia Crane is in the in the room. She sees it hasn't. There's nothing suspicious there. There's a bit of a lumps in the bed yeah, that well, look yeah, like well, someone's dead, like someone's been lying there for an awful long time. Yeah, like someone like Sarah in the morning doesn't go to bed till twelve o'clock. Yeah, but I think it was much more like she's the person has been lying there for like years, years mm-hmm. without moving or even having to shift body around. You know how when you are in bed, you, your body tends to shift around. Roll around a bit. Well, this yeah. body was is sort of stiff in a one position, throughout. You know, stiff the board. Yeah, like right. she's not not moving at all. I wonder why. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, so she ends up going to Norman's room and it has a lot of, a small, small bit of a bunk or cot like bunk. Like almost like a camp cot, you know, like yeah. folding sort of thing. It yeah, like a I used to bed, have yeah. something like that when I was renting a, a house one time. It was not really comfortable. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, so anyway, she sees some books. There's a few toys that have been and a few leftover from his childhood. I think yeah, there is a book. There is books that she looks at, but uh, I I remain ignorant. Nah, she picked the books he picked up, mm-hmm. which had no words written on it. When she opened it up, she looked a little bit startled or horrified. Yeah. Or it was supposed to be a book on pornography or something similar to that. Yeah. But the reason why it had nothing written on the outside, they wanted to build your suspension up. Yes. Suspense, not suspense. Your suspense up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so anyway. Mm. Uh, Aha. So she ends up, um, while all this is happening, um, Norman is getting a little wiser to why yes, Sam's Sam, asking Sam's more questions. Sam's tactics downstairs. And yeah. Sam lets out the big guns by saying, um, "Such a place, such a place like this, you need to get money to get away and try to re- reconstruct the another hotel because this one is off the highway, meaning." You don't get very much business. No, not anymore. No. Yeah, so he tries to accuse him of stealing money and yada yada yada. And when um, Norman notices that, where's, where's the, your where's your wife? Yeah, and when he got wise, ah. he ends up shutting him down by hitting him yeah, and, and clunking him on the head with an ashtray or something. Or, yes, yeah, and yeah. he heads up to the manch, to the to Man. the to the house to save mummy from yes. the lady. And yeah. of course, at this point, Lila is already down in the basement, and, and she meets. meets Mrs. Bates. And she's a very nice lady. She's very calm. Stiff as a board. <laughs> Stiff as a board. She's been dead for ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as it turns out, she's a corpse. And uh, 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 yeah. mummy, mummy dearest, literally, she's yeah. been she's been preserved. Yeah. Mm. Incidentally, I have found, I found some interesting facts about her about this um, mannequin or dummy prop they made. The prop. Um, yeah. Hitchcock put Norma Bates, the, the corpse, in Janet Lee's um, dressing room to test how scared it, scary it will look. She, she screamed. Then he <laughs> waits for for Lila, I mean, for Janet to return to the, her room and listens out for how loud she screams when she saw the corpse there. The old screamer made her work quite well. <laughs> yes, I think he was just trying to see how, if anyone would scream. Well, maybe he's had a sick sense of humour, I don't know. Anyway, irrespective. Um, so, ir- irrespective. They re- um, Norman comes in mm-hmm. at this point in time dressed in a mm. lady's dress and a cheap wig mm. wielding a great big carving knife. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Sam finally arrives to save the day. 
tackles um, Norman and, and Norman, tackles him to the, the ground. Then you see the clothes come up and it's Norman underneath the clothing. So, uh, 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 uh. And, then re- and, it, and then it cuts away to the police station. Yeah, yeah. that the sheriff's department or whatever they call yeah, it in America. Sheriff's office, whatever, yeah. So they arrive there. Um, oh, there's a lot of reporters outside waiting for any um, statements from the from the, the sheriff or whoever. And, of course, the sheriff is baffled by this. He thinks that Norman was a good person. He thought he would confide to him about what's wrong and all that stuff. But Norman is not willing to share it with him, share it with him. But he was able to share what he could with the psychiatrist. Yeah. And the psychiatrist, he conveys this all to the sheriff and to um, Sam and to Lila and to everyone else that's... Well, not everyone else, in the office. Yeah, yeah. It, it pretty much boils down. He's, he, uh, he reveals that Norman killed his mother and her lover. Yes. Uh, and Norman went a little bit crazy. He wasn't totally normal at that time, and he killed him anyway. <laughs> and well, he said something yeah. about that he was, he wasn't normal since his father's death. Passed away. Yeah. So he was. Um, yeah, it's always a bit troubled. Weird. A troubled boy. Mm. Trouble? Yeah. And of course... That's trouble. Yeah, and one of the policemen says... I mean, Sam, I think Sam says, why is he dressed like that? And one of the policemen says, he's a transvestite. A transvestite. But but, he, but the psychiatrist says, no, he's not a transvestite. There's two reasons why that was put in there, but mm. I'll, I'll explain in a minute. He said, he's only dressed... A transvestite does it for sex, sexual gratification, that sort of stuff. But when Norman was doing it to keep the illusion of his mother being alive... That's not being a transvestite. No, not the same thing. But back in those days, you couldn't do a transvestite in a movie anyway because yeah. the same guy said you couldn't do the shower scene would be robable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, look at um, Ed Wood. I mean, he did... Um, um, uh, poor Ed. Um, he did um, Glenn and Glenda. And, and that, that did not go down. That, that destroyed his career pretty much. Yeah, if, yeah. He, if he did other movies before that, maybe he would have... Given him more recognition, it made his career yeah. better. But I won't Boring. get to that one. If you want to do a thing on Edward later on one day, but yeah, just about Edward in general, not so much his movies, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, I I think he was a, a very creative man in his own way, and given the right sort of funding and the right sort of support, he might have done some good things. But yeah. uh, alas, it was not to be. Yeah, and, such and a shame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, oh, anyway so anyway, um, after the um. And then the um the um policeman asked him what happened to the um four four thousand dollars who got 000. I mean forty thousand dollars who had that that was swamp yeah and yeah. the sh- the psychiatrist explained these were crimes of passion not money. profit yeah, well, probably, no, yeah. so the money was never um a mu- isn't an element to the story yeah, too but here's much. the best part then the, the whole final <laughs> scene. And this is a sort of hallmark Ooh. of Albert Hitchcock's style. <laughs> it's got Norman Bates sitting in the cell, yeah, thinking to himself, but in his, his mother's grandma's voice. voice. I mean, his mother's voice. His mother's voice, and and you hear her saying, you know, saying it's a, it's a shame when a mother has to put her, you know, condemn her son or something or other, or accuse her son of a crime or something. Mm. I wouldn't hurt a fly and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And there's an evil look on Norman Bates's face, like saying. Yes, he is a maniac. Mm. He's the first time in the whole movie mm-hmm. you see that look, and that was the lasting look which sticks in my mind since 1960 or 60. I remember I saw the movie with my dad years ago. To now, that look is still in there. 
It's yeah. just, he did it so well. Anthony yeah. Perkins, uh, uh, he did great. Yeah, enough to Scare send the, anyone to chills. Scared the, the thingies out of me, I'll tell you right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... Good, good ending. Yeah, so we fade out in so the end. And through, through the credits. So, so yeah. uh, that, that's or I'm not sure if there was credits that came after it. I mean... Okay, the end. Okay. Yes, all sorts. <laughs> and we see the... Um, the c- the truck the car Marion's car being pull- pulled oh, yes, out pulled out of, yeah it's out pulled out yes yeah, so, yeah, but that's it w- that was not necessarily mm-hmm. required but they hey we found the car that's it but mm-hmm. but they didn't see anything in it or anything so mm. just enough oh we got the car out but it would have found more cars in there probably mm-hmm. there's a car an un- an underwater mm-hmm. car yard there mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, anyway so, so instantly um I go back to Hitchcock's movie, I mean, not Hitchcock's movie, I mean, um, the biography drama of Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that there was a few scenes, to narrow it down, uh, most of it being dramatised, most of it's reality, I've said. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the interesting thing about Hitch in this one is that he did ask everyone to keep the, this plot yeah, not, a secret. Don't tell anybody. He even so, asked his secretary to buy up thousands and thousands of copies well, of the book to avoid buy, yeah. um, anyone bothering to sneak off and read the book and not watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and there might have been thousands and thousands of books. It, was, it <laughs> would have been limited run because yeah. I don't think anyone knew too much of Robert Bloch's books called Psycho anyway. Yeah. They might have made a couple hundred books out there, so they just scoured all the local bookstores and whatever, mm. and they bought them up so no one could actually see what the storyline was going to be. What a great move. Mm-hmm. Yes, so How about all the people who had books before? Oh, yes. Good <laughs> uh-huh. point there, Mike. Where they get their book from? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So he um, avoid any... He also avoid... Um, any of his cast and crew to have any interviews with the um, media, media mm, and yeah. stuff like that. They even had to swear an oath, which is tr- which was in the movie. But I wanted to check for myself to see if it was a true oath he swore them to. You know, in the movie, I just want to make sure so that I'm not being well, wrong. Yeah, sometimes the wrong they they overdo the movies and put stuff in that mm-hmm. doesn't really exist. But yeah, no, they did, did, did a vow of. Uh, an oath to uh, not tell anybody what's going on, anything that on the set. So they kept a, t- a bottled up secret. Now, hmm. let's roll on to the other bits about the uh, Universal Studios and Paramount and everywhere. They didn't want to release it onto as a uh, through the whole chain. Hmm. I believe they wanted to release it selected cinemas. Mm-hmm. They had a few rules and regulations put in. Albert Hitchcock, I believe, did all the marketing, did he? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did yeah. all the marketing. Yeah. So he, he did his bit and mm. said, right, uh, he controlled all, he built up the uh, hype, the suspense. He had people queuing up down the street to get yeah. into the theatres. Yeah, and just so you know, he um, went, he asked the the, stu- the um, cinemas to not let in people who came in late or, oops, I left my, my checkbook out at, at home, so Checkbook? I well left it, um, uh, my wallet safe. at home. There's no well, no one's allowed to come in after the movie started. There's a reason. Or halfway for this. through the movie or started. Yeah, because yeah, the, the leading lady's not going to be there anymore. She's going to be already dead. Yeah, and, and you're you know, looking if, at you, if you if you miss part of the movie, the movie won't make that much sense to you. He wanted mm. people to see it from the opening credits to yeah, the closing. So if mm. for those who have probably missed half of it out there, and I know there are a few out there who probably have never seen it, it in the well, actual some cinema, guys who, haven't seen it, yeah. who've been probably silly and decided to come in a bit late, 
Well, unless you're in problems, sorry guys. You should have been more careful with your time. Yeah, you go into the theatre, it starts at whatever time, that's the time to be there. Yes. Otherwise, don't go. Go. Yeah, quite right. Anyway, but now you can get on DVD and whatever and uh, mm-hmm. stream it. No, whatever. Yes. Don't it. No. I yes. mean, uh, also, I found out some interesting other things about the um that hit that uh, that Hitchcock um um some movie did. Um, it says that I learned that Anthony Hopkins, the guy who did play Hitchcock in the movie, oh, was that, no, he um actually Anthony Hopkins. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, oh, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Met actual Sir Arthur Hitchcock when he was a young actor. So yeah. well, he was pretty much. So they kind of um met at a restaurant with his agent and everything. That was yeah. kind of cool for him. Yeah, so there was another Hitchcock movie with him going at the other thing with the other guy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but um, he played a very good role. He carried mm-hmm. over the image of Hitchcock mm-hmm. uh, as much as he could. Mm-hmm. Considering Hitchcock was a one-off. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> another thing interesting about this is that Hitchcock paid $9,000 for the film rights to Robert Bloch's novel based on on the positive review he read in the New York Times. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He also made the bidding announce anonymously so as to, to keep the project under wraps for as long as possible. <laughs> Uh-huh. So he kept it a bit of a secret. For everybody. Yes. Uh, just like a lot of other things in this m- this psycho movie that was kept a secret, including the plot and the ending, which they were trying to hide from the media, which really annoys me sometimes that the media, they just jump in and try to find out as much about the movie before it hits the cinemas. I just don't they're know why trying. they can't they wait. They had trolls back in those days too. You I know? just don't understand why they just don't wait until the actual movie is released. Some of us want to enjoy a movie out there instead of being, um, you know, yeah. leaving us. Don't spoil to it. Spoil yeah, yeah, us yeah. to death. Or trash it or anything else. There's yeah, a role. It's, it's anyway. bad enough that this happens a lot. Mm. And it annoys me that so many movies these days have gone to lengths to do that. Exactly. Even anyway. if it means um, the um, idea of promoting would be the great way to do it. I don't know. Hmm. In the name of promoting. Anyway. Anyway. Um, What's next? Let me see. <laughs> um, as for something else I found out, that contrary to popular demand in the Hitchcock movie, um, Elma Hitchcock, who's um, wife to Hitchcock, never got involved in filming the certain scenes in the movie, just so you know. Actually, I read something in the computer as well you know, on the internet. That some other people said, uh, especially the shower scene. Yeah. And another person saying, "Oh, well, I directed that." Mm. And I think he's a guy who worked the North by Northwest. Mm. Um, and everyone, all the people, even down at Lee, saying, "No, Hitchcock was there the whole time directing it." Mm. Um, so a lot of people saying, oh, "I was there. I did it." And they didn't. Hitch- Hitchcock, apart from a couple of a couple of days when Hitchcock wasn't feeling well, his assistant director stepped in, I believe. Mm. Um, and helped out there, and I think what he did didn't like anyway. So he had to redo the scenes. Oh boy. So well, that's that's what I got. Yeah, he didn't get it. He, I think it was the part where Obergast was coming out the stairs in the house, and he he, he kept it Obergast in the wrong light. He kept seeing him as a sinister person. Mm. Um, Hitchcock wanted him to be like a lamb being led to the slaughter, oh, an innocent. I see. 
Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah, because he's just an inquiry agent. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I'm yeah, going to go see like, this little old lady. Yeah, he's like yeah. a real estate ma- agent. Well, he's yeah, just, just an ordinary nice guy. Nice guy. Um, he's just got a stupid job. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, um, and so another interesting thing I found out is despite Hitchcock's early intentions to use, he was going to use jazz music to influence the theme. Well, but that would have been popular back in those days. Yeah, and mm. he, Baron, what's his name? Uh, I can't read your handwriting. B. I can't read your Bernard is Bernard it? Herman. Bernard Herman. Bernard Herman. Herman? Bernard Herman. Um, he kind of immortalized the um psycho score oh, containing he only <laughs> stringed <laughs> instruments. Yeah, he did, like, he, he did that sort of suspensing if the when yeah. the shower scenes or whatever. Yeah, yeah and yeah, another thing really I should mention mm. to you guys that. This I found out just today when I was review looking up fun facts. I found that the music, the psycho music, was used later in, in I think I said Stephen King's movie, and then used well, it's again. It's, it's not really music; it's more of a sound effect. When you think about yeah. it, isn't it really? Yeah. It has been used. I think it had The Simpsons and had other places. Yeah, it well, just pops up all the time. It, it just seems that that Stephen. King used it for in his in I the, his movie. I think it was movie. actually in High Anxiety, a Mel Brooks movie, uh, other things like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, but remember the shower scene there? He came with his newspaper. Well, he a bloody newspaper. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a spin-off of I Psycho. Know, I know. No, it wasn't. It was it was a spin-off of lots of movies. That was a bit. And, actually did and not that. to mention it was yeah. a, it was yeah. based off Hitchcock's movies. I did. Just about I know, thousand. but they did lots. They just said yes, that. but. Carrie is not psycho, I didn't say and Carrie. I, I was just telling you, yeah. Mike, that that yeah, Carrie is okay. a different movie to Psycho. It's it's about and supernatural and powers, they still use that and noise. they used it in the movie, okay. and then they later on used it again, or remixed it up for Reanimator in 1985, which had a different, you, you know, they used a bit of a different spin on the music, even to make it to give it the uh, right atmos. According to Robert Band, he says he, while some people thought his direction with the music was a bit, well, whatever they thought that they he just wanted to create atmos in his move in the movie. Hmm. Sounds good to me. Yes. So what the other movies like Mel Brooks that it's not the same thing, Mike, because that's just spin-offs taking the music. Still, it didn't have to use the sound same 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 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, well, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it's just again. that they're just taking it and now. just using it to boo, make boo, it boo. look more sinister and adding more of the suspense, just like uh, that he did. I must admit that I understand that they, when they wrote, they got the book, they changed a few things and left a few things out and mm. uh, they remodeled it. So the uh, screenwriter... Um, Mm-hmm. Stefano and mm-hmm. Hitchcock got together and they remoulded some of the characters and some of the bits. They yeah, they took a few. I mean, Norman Bates was supposed to be an older guy for drinking problem. They made him a younger guy who was clean cut, like fresh Kate, you know, yeah. a fresh faced kid sort of thing. They changed a few things around. Yeah, one thing I noticed that mm. the actual Norman Bates, he was supposed to be an overweight in his forties um, person too. When you said that? No, you said drunk person. I said a middle-aged guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yes, That's anyway. what I just said. Okay, okay. Sorry, guys. Okay. Sorry, Mike. Are you listening to me as well? Nope. Aha, uh-huh, you're not. Aha. Nope. Uh-huh. Shut up. Before I hit you. 
Those are those few little things. It was quite interesting. They mm-hmm. they remodelled things, but the, the the best part was obviously um, the casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who else tried out for the parts, but um, yeah. I think they had got a winner of Norman Bates being played by mm-hmm. Anthony Perkins, and Marion Crane was mm-hmm. adequately filled by um, yeah. Janet Lee. I think it's. I mean, yeah. I couldn't have chosen better. I mean, if I was going to mm-hmm. make a movie, they really did. I mean. I don't know how much experience Janet Lee had before then. Well, um, Janet Lee has been done doing a lot of classy and uh, before and, then. Yeah, she yeah, even yeah. played in uh, what's that movie that kind of inspired her to do Psycho? Let me see. Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, a Touch of Evil. Yeah, that's it. Touch of oh, Evil. Yeah, she yeah, did yeah, that yeah, movie, yeah, and yeah. that kind of inspired that, her. Was that the one with uh, Charlton Heston? Um, I don't know. I never seen the movie, and I'm, yeah. I just only heard it from. That probably yeah. was the influence that pushed her to go for the Psycho movie. Yeah, but that, that was a rather deep movie. Too, yeah, it was one. deep, and she also did a lot of movies where she's portrayed as the good girl from from the um, good side of the town a lot. So, so well, technically, she looks so this she was could be kind a school of school mom, or it could, she could be a stripper. Since he looks both, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a nice bod. Yeah, and of course, as I said before. Um, Janet Lee's um, daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, she went on to do Halloween and a lot of other r- um, horror-related movies like Prom Night 2. Not Prom Night 2, just Prom Night as well. <laughs> so, yeah. you know? so, so not to confuse you. She gets around. Mm-hmm. Another screen queen. Yeah, well, didn't we discuss earlier that, that Psycho was um, the first ever horror slashes? Well, it, yeah, it, if, if you're looking at slashes genre, mm-hmm. uh, this would have technically been the first... Slasher movie mm-hmm. for those who like slasher movies mm. because that's what he was. He killed people with a carving knife. Mm. He, um, um, and yeah. he was um, mm. schizophrenic and all, yeah. all the other good groovy things yeah. you want to view. And if you guys want person. to look at the <laughs> book, guys, if you ever look at the book, um, actually, um, Marion Crane's actually got her head chopped up, lopped off. Oh, in the book, yeah. In yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. In the book, supposed to be that would have been a bit too gory. Uh, yeah. So they changed that bit, obviously. So that wouldn't have got past the, uh, the senses. Now you're not going to have someone's head cut off. And yeah. So, okay, how about stabbing? As long as you don't see the knife piercing the skin. <laughs> what else? You know, you want, you want to have an evening dress on in the shower recess. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Yeah. These, these senses, they, they, they take all the fun away. Yeah, well, they've... Um, that's probably the reason why, um, if you look at um, Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, they they always dumb down the um, gore in those movies. I mean, in the pre in the past movies, not the newest ones. I mean, hmm. in those in the old movies, they they kind of make it out. They they do a lot of kill off screens a lot of the time. Like you cut to another scene, screen, another shot. And you hear a, a slight wailing in the background, hinting that the person is being killed while Ooh. while you're not looking. Ah. No, but everything was pretty graphic for its time. And it then you see that person much later hacked to bits. Now, as I did say a bit before about the shower scene, but Janet Lee has actually stated that she did all the shower scenes herself. She didn't use a body double in there. Now, some people say there was a body double used for some bits of it. She's saying that she did, did not have a... And if you look at it, it looks like her. <laughs> now, that, however, Sarah brought something to me before that in the trailer, 
Vera Miles played the girl in the shower. Mm. Oh, I have to, I haven't seen the trailer. Well, no, I didn't say that. I just said, what you said? I said that... Um, I thought you said they put a blonde wig on her and put made her the girl in the shower. No, I didn't. I'm sure you did. Vera Miles was in the shower. I said the that. I said that Vera Miles, um, you know, wore. She was told by Hitchcock to wear a wig throughout her scene, throughout her scenes in the movie. She was. I mean, she's not a natural. She's not a blonde. It's just so you guys know. She's actually an, a different. You know, so. She, so Hitchcock asked her to wear a wig throughout the movies, That's and we've probably seen it in Hitchcock, in the in the move in the in the biodrama that she was actually brunette. I know that, dear. And that's I why the reason that. why they had to have her wear a wig throughout her the throughout Psycho scene movies, and she didn't do the um the um the um shower scene. Oh, here is here's what I'm looking for in my notes. In that shower scene, forty five seconds. They had 78 pieces of film cut to make a 45-minute scene. scene. That's a lot of work. I mean, we saw the biodrama where I spent a lot of time in the cutting room trying to make it work, and the end result was pretty damn good. Um, but he had to take this take different, all these different perspectives, uh, everything, a whole lot. Went whack, 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 And, yeah, it worked. Yeah, so um, I'm really pleased. So very Miles did wear had to wear a wig throughout her, her throughout working with Hitchcock, <laughs> pretend to be a blonde so she she can fit so it works in with um, the fact that that Janet Lee wore you know was blonde. Yeah. There was also right. thoughts they were gonna bring in Grace Kelly for the role, but she's already she was married to a um, to a prince, so she couldn't do the role. Even if she wanted to, sadly enough. <laughs> what? She, that's true. She she couldn't do the role. Right? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, well, Grace, Grace Kelly, um, she married, wasn't she? Yeah, she was time. married to a prince. Training at the time, so she wouldn't have done any movies at all. Yeah, she's also especially when you get me naked and kill, being killed in the shower. I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't think you'd like that. No. <laughs> wouldn't think. No. No. Yes. So anyway, is there anything else we want to add to this one? Ah, uh, not particularly, but uh, that bit about the shower scene in the trailer, I might have read it somewhere instead of Sarah, so I apologise, Sarah. Thanks. Uh, mm. But I'm pretty sure Janet Lee wasn't available for the shower scene trailer, mm. so they did Vera Miles, and, and it, would, it would have been blurry and stuff. I have to look at it. Mm. The ha- it, w- it wasn't in the trailer. I've got to find the I've trailer. I've looked at the trailer, it's, and it's not uh, sure? Vera Miles. You think so? Mm, it's definitely... um. Um, definitely, um, okay. gently. Well, I read it somewhere, possibly, and, uh, maybe I am mistaken, or the person who wrote it and put it on the internet is mistaken. Mm, most likely. So there, I, I stand corrected, folks. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I just like to think so, sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, how would you like to rate this movie, Mike? Oh, no, that's going to be different. That's going to be, this is one of my favourite oldie-type movies, so, mm. um, mm. now, I'm going to rate a few things before I give the grading. This was done on a low budget at that time. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock was inspired by the low budget films of that time, how these some of these movie producers, directors, were making low budget films of a reasonably good quality. Mm-hmm. 
So he decided, hey, I'm going to have a shot at doing the same thing. Even so far as going into doing it in black and white and not colour <laughs> to keep the budget down. Um, and what he did, he made a damn fine movie. <laughs> Nobody believed in him. No one believed in him at all. The studio guys didn't didn't back him. He had to do it. Sure, he made that the studio. He had made cut a deal, but he took it on his own shoulders to make the movie. Yeah, an independent. Yeah, I wonder. And, uh, um, he did great. I wonder, if Mike, seeing as it's not owned by Paramount Theatres or anything, uh, does it does that mean it's directly um, linked to his family um, like legacy? He, no, I think I, I think I'm not sure. I have to check. I think he sold the rights to it sometime later on. Oh, I, I see. Think. And so it became the property of Universal Studios or Paramount or somewhere, and now probably Universal Studios actually own the rights now. Oh, um, but they remember the part of he, he, he did he trade his rights for the hundred fifty thousand shares hmm. in MCA was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had controlling interest in the studio, <laughs> so he could be his own boss. Mm. And that's a <laughs> that, was, <laughs> he did, that was a good thing. That's oh, a good thing. I can do my own thing now. It's like you keep me in charge of a lolly shop. But Psycho, for what it was, a low-budget movie done by a guy, a director, producer, director of this uh, caliber. Um, I don't think he's done anything as good before or since. And I think the um, the uh, the critics and everybody else in the industry say the same thing. Well, I've seen North by Northwest. It's a great movie. I've seen other movies. They're great. Well, but there is something th- about this. I do think that... The birds one, it was. Birds good. It's they pretty interesting, good. and it goes a little bit into <coughs> the realms of fantasy when I think about it. A little that movie. bit, maybe. But this one here is a probably because he changed his genres. Yeah. This is a a psychological thriller come horror, and he hadn't done one of these before. That's why it probably stands alone, and that's the psychological horror aspect, mm. aspect horror. Ooh, the psychological horror aspect of it. Is what actually stands out in my mind. So I'm going to give it, drum roll please, and ten. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to label this um, ten out of ten too. So that's um, um, that makes us um, like, we, Are you unanimous. Unanimous, and <laughs> let's give it a hand for this movie. Yay, Alfred! Actually, yes. just before we go, I mean, they did. Twenty years later, they did the second movie. Yeah. Now Alfred Hitchcock, I don't. Well, he would have been dead by then. Or he could have been um, supervising. No, he. I think he's dead. Twenty years later. Okay. 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 Uh, They did the second movie, which which was written to be when Norma Bates would have been released from the insane asylum. Wasn't there two? Um. Um. uh, I think there was. Yeah, I think there was two. Um. Um. Bit of um sequels out there uh, the um Bates Motel TV series that I'm came out I'm not worried about that I'm not worried I'm talking about the movies I know no, I'm, no, just no. Tell, I'm just saying to the audience that they made back then not now I meant yeah, like they made a, a TV series called, called Bates, Motel. Bates Motel not being directly related to the one that just that's not recently been created in now I meant a, it was done years ago where um, Norman Bates passed the motel and all its possessions it's to to a, to a previous um, to, to somebody new and previous in the, in person you met in the asylum I know but what was I going to say in the real movies but okay. back to the real movies now, so they made the second movie about 20 years later which would be in line of when Norman got out and they continued the storyline but the more so is the director hmm. very much, I think he copied Alfred Hitchcock's style 
as mm. closely as you could. Mm. Um, and I think he did really, really good. I think he did too. In a, in a subsequent movie. Again, yeah. we're not going to review that one just yet. We'll do no. it next time, no. in the next day or two. Yeah, but those, were there four movies? Three. Um, four. Four. Yeah, the, those four movies, they kept the feeling that Alfred Hitchcock... Oh, wait, three, sorry. Three? I'm sorry. I, I, apart from Hitch, he did. The, he There were three other movies after that. Yeah, this one, Psycho, he had the one where uh, he comes out and he goes back to Nuthouse. No, no, he, he gets a new mother. Yes. And then he has a third movie where he goes back into Nuthouse. No, the third one was when he's um released and he finds out that he's he's he's, re- he's married to someone. That, oh, okay, so that was the third one. Yeah, see, okay, the, first, the second one is he gets released. The, nec- the next one he... He gets caught again and goes back to you know where, and he's re-released in this in the fourth third, the fourth one where he's now living with a new wife and he they're planning on. Well, I'll I'll get I'll get into that. That's eventually. what I said. There's four movies, not yes. three. Okay, but anyway, irrespective during the, that franchise of movies, they've kept the same feel. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of good. I mean, I just hate it when, when directors decide to go a different direction. Even though they try to copy the theme to an extent, but then they drop off to do a different story. Now, there wasn't a a shot-for-shot shot movie made as a remake of Psycho. Hmm. Um, hmm. Vince Vaughn, I think, played the main role. I haven't got notes in front of me. Hmm. I think Anne Heck was in it and somebody else. Hmm. I, I'm sorry... Um, they copied it. I don't think they did a very good job of it. Hmm. Um, it's yeah. If it's if it's good, don't try to remake it. Yeah. You know, it's you, you, you can't improve on perfection. Yeah. If yeah, yeah. we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see about trying to do a um a look at the um remake. You know, for you guys, just so to make comparisons yeah where, where it was lacking where it's lacking mm. and what's wrong with it and no, we'll try not, not to rip it apart gonna, too much we won't rip it apart like a troll would but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll critique it and see what how we it, could. yeah well, the way we feel it is. Mm. anyway irrespective, irrespective. I gave a 10 you're giving the 10 and these people might want to go go to bed now okay? alright <laughs> um, thanks for listening to our latest podcast this guys this was a long one sorry about that but there's a lot to talk about yes sorry about that guys and we had a lot of argument there. <laughs> <laughs> we sometimes we sometimes have a bit of a battle here about things, but I'm sure she said it, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong too, guys. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for listening to our latest podcast episode, and I'll see you guys next... We'll see... We'll listen to... Well, we hope you guys can um, check us out next time yeah. on our podcast. So um, thanks for listening, boys and ghouls. So, and others. So <laughs> we'll see... We'll, Hope to hear from you very soon. So see you. Yeah. So see you around, guys. Bye.